The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I remember reading, uh, a, there was an article that was written by Rav Lawrence about Rav Shach. And Rav Shach was one of the greats at the time. And a fellow came to him, a young author. He was very old. And he says, I'd like you to read my book, my sefer, um, and, uh, and give me an approbation to write in the front that it's a good book, that people should buy it, that it's beneficial. You know, all the big sefarim, they have pages in the front. from this one, from that one, you know, you know, Rabbi Mazuz, all the great tzaddikim that are saying, you know, this is a good book. You know, they're giving their stamp of approval. The rabbi says, I'll tell you the truth. He says, I want to beg Mechila. He says, I don't know that I'll be able to write you a, a, an approbation. The, the boy says, why? He says, look, I'm very old. And I don't anymore have the, the strength to be able to go through the book properly to see if actually if everything in there is correct. So I don't like to write that it's a book that I'm signing off on if I actually haven't seen it and you know and read it properly. He says, but leave it here. If I have the strength, I'll do my best. The next morning, the fellow gets a phone call to come to the office. He comes to the rabbi. He says, Rabbi, good morning. The rabbi says, you know, I read the book. Unbelievable. He says, and Anali is an amazing book. He says, I'd like to pay you for it. He says, no, I gave it to the rabbi as a gift. Rav Shach says, no, I enjoyed it so much, I want to pay for it. He goes to the Aron, he opens up the, the book, he takes out $100 and he gives the boy, this young Talmid Chacham, he gives him $100. The man says, Rabbi, we're selling you a 15 shekel. <laughs> you don't got to give me $100. He says, you don't think I know the price of Sepharim? He goes, I know the price of books. He says, I'm not giving you the price of the book. I'm giving you what the book was worth to me. He says, you don't know. I opened it up. I couldn't stop. I was reading it the whole night. It's magnificent. He says, this book, it doesn't belong on the bookshelf. It belongs on the table with all the gemarot, with all the holy books. People should be studying it. It's worth it. I want, I want to pay you for the book. The boy left. A while later, they came out with the second edition. And again, he brought it to the rabbi. And again, the rabbi said, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do it. I don't know. I'm old. I'm this. I'm that. The next morning, 7 a.m., the rabbi, the author's phone rings. Picks up the phone. It's the Gabai of the rabbi. Rabbi wants to see you right away. He says, now? He says, I didn't go pray yet. He says, please, come to visit the rabbi. Go pray after. It's not going to be a long meeting. Just come quickly. The guy says, but I didn't pray yet. He says, listen, Dachilak. He says, the rabbi already sent me a message to get you at 4 a.m. in the morning. I didn't want to wake you up, so I waited until it was a reasonable hour to call you till 7. But the rabbi has been waiting for you since 4 a.m. Dachilak, please don't, just go to him and then go pray. The guy says, okay, he's figures, forget about it. He must have wrote a terrible mistake. The rabbi wants to correct already. He's been four in the morning. He comes running to the rabbi. He walks in out of breath. The rabbi says, thank you so much. He goes, you don't understand what a treasure this book is. He says, and I couldn't, I couldn't wait to be able to tell you how good it is and then I'm going to write you the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the letter of, uh, of recommendation. And he says, and also I wanted to pay. And he pulls out another hundred dollars. The rabbi is telling the story. He says, he says, it took me years to figure out that this is what the rabbi did for every author of a sefer. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to it. I don't want to make any promises. And then the next morning, the guy should feel that the rabbi stayed up all night to read his book. And not only that, he has a hundred dollars for the book. To ensure, <laughs> to ensure, right? 
to ensure that the people who were writing Sepharim would feel that their contributions were valuable. And I want to end with this. There was once an international meeting that the rabbi called with all heads of the community, including people that came from America and from uh, overseas. The people who were running the rabbi's schedule in the house, they said, if we have all these people coming, we have to cancel all the appointments. So all these people that come to see the rabbi, not going to be time. So they canceled all the appointments for the morning. All the dignitaries, all the rabbis, everyone's waiting for him. They're ready to start the meeting. As they're ready to get, ready to get started, a father walks in for his, with his son. They say, well, he's not seeing anybody today. He has a meeting. The father says, please, I just want to get a beracha from my son that he should succeed in learning Torah. I'll go in, it'll be one minute. They say, one minute, fine, go ahead. Fada. He goes in, they close the door. One minute, two minutes, three minutes, ten minutes, half hour. They're in there for an hour and a half. Finally, they come out. The people start yelling at this father. Chutzpah. You asked us for one minute. We're all waiting out here to start the meeting. You spend an hour and a half with the rabbi? The guy says, listen, I'll tell you what happened. He says, it was my intention to just come ask for a be'achah. I walked in, I said, could the rabbi give a be'achah for my son that he should study Torah? He should succeed, succeed in his learning. But the rabbi wouldn't give the be'achah. The rabbi said, he's not succeeding? He turned to my son and he said, do you love learning? Do you enjoy learning Torah? And the boy said, I'll tell you the truth. I don't. He said, why not? He says, I, I just don't understand it. Rav Shach said, go get two Gemaras from the shelf. He brings down two Gemarot. What are you learning? Elu Mitziot. Rabbi opens it up. Starts talking to them about Yushalomidat. Someone loses an object. He doesn't realize he lost it. He can't give up hope because he doesn't even know that he lost it. Now you found it. And the person still didn't give up hope. That means it's still in his possession. Are you allowed to keep it? Yes, no, back, forth. Until the boy, after an hour and a half, the boy finally gets it. Rav Shach says, do you understand? Do you get it? The boy says, yes, I understand. He starts crying. Rabbi says, why are you crying? He says, it's the first time in my life that I ever appreciated learning piece of Torah. He says, and I finally understand what I was missing all these years. The rabbi gives him a beracha, and then he says, and then we left. What am I supposed to do? I walked in there for a beracha, the rabbi didn't give it to him. He wouldn't give him the beracha until my son learned to love learning, and he was studying. You want me to tell Rabbi Shach to stop learning with my kid? You want me to tell the rabbi that I had to run his business? I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. Two minutes later, Rabbi Shach walks out he says to all the people there, he says, I just had an hour and a half long meeting. He says, please, I'm very exhausted and very weak. He said, let's push the meeting off until tomorrow. So now they didn't, they gave up one minute. And now they're pushing off the whole meeting till tomorrow. And he says, and I want to tell you why I took this meeting. And why I knew that we had this meeting waiting. You were all out here. But I couldn't, I couldn't not accept them. I couldn't spend the, not spend the time. He says, when I see a young Jewish boy who doesn't love Torah, that's pikuach nefesh. That child is at risk. And when it's pikuach nefesh, what do you do? You throw away everything that's on the table and you deal with saving a life. I'm so sorry that it took this long, but this is what I had to do. Let's meet again tomorrow. My friends, 
This bothered me, this story, for a long time. I don't understand. Okay, you're sitting with this kid. You're saving his Judaism. You're connecting him to the love of Judaism, of, of Torah, of mitzvot. Fantastic. But all these people waiting outside, they're waiting for issues that pertain to the Jewish community. For ten, uh, for uh, 20,000, 100,000, for a million people. Yes, there's the one sitting in front of you. But what about the million that they represent? You push them off. That's also pikuach nefesh. And the answer is, my friends, I think that Rav Shach was teaching them a lesson too. You know, sometimes when you think of the community, you think of the million. But you don't realize that the million is made up of one million single people. Single boys, single girls, single families. And a lot of times, leaders forget people for the community. And they forget that the community is made up of people. So before he could have a meeting with them about saving the world, he had to show them how important it was to save one Jewish child. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.